1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Too Much Movie. It's so overdue. This is the show where Rob Belushi, Chris Candy, and I, Blake Howard, get together and talk about a movie that is simply too much. It almost cannot be contained. And in this movie, there are some performances that simply cannot be contained. But my co-host, well, he's God's little creature, Chris Candy. We've got Rob Belushi, who some... Say has so many names. One of them may be Satan, but I'll just call him Dad. Gentlemen, it is so good to have you back to talk about this incredible film. Also firmly planted in the 90s, 1997's The Devil's Advocate, directed by the very cool and underrated Taylor Hackford and written by Andrew Niederman, Jonathan Lepkin, but mostly one T. Tony Gilroy. Starring Kiana Reeves, Al Pacino, Charlize Theron, and of course, so many freaking more. Connie Nielsen. Holy shit, gentlemen! Get excited about talking about <laughs> *The Devil's Advocate*. I am, I am ready to go
3: all in on this one. Um, <laughs> it it reeks of everything you know of that '90s to early 2000s transitional period. Uh, it's got a lot of stuff I love. And it's got some stuff I kind of hate. But I really enjoyed the rewatch. Um, and my first note on this, and, and then I'll pass it to Rob. So creepy. I have
1: so creepy written down
3: on my first note. It's a creepy movie.
1: The first, so, the first time you look at Pacino <laughs> in this movie, when he's just in the city, in the wings. Yeah. That is he's creepiest and sallowest and there's just something about they take all the color out of his skin. He just looks it's I love this kind of like like the kind of like magical realism fantasy elements because they do really good twisty, it's right on the borderline of like high fantasy sort of like horror potential, but it like keeps it really anchored in sort of like a John Grishamy legal thriller for yeah. like big yeah. chunks of it. So it's just like that that merger of those two things always so delectable and fun. And because they spent a bazillion dollars to shoot this thing in New York city and spared no expense. It looks amazing. Rob, tell me, tell me about this movie.
4: Guilt is like a bag of fucking bricks. (laughs) All you gotta do is set it down. (laughs) I I mean, I watched that part last night. I was like, Oh, you know what? He's, he's right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he is. You know what? Um, this guy's got a a lot of good points, John Milton,
4: a lot of good points. I, I mean, Yeah. First, I love these. His name is John Milton. Um, um, Little different when you're looking down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I, I, you know, like Chris, you can, this, this, this feels like you can taste the 1997 in it. Like the colors, um, like, I feel like there's a lot of cigars in it, even though there really isn't. I mean, only a couple, but um, it really does feel like, like the the zenith of the '90s before it starts to move into the 2000s. Um, yeah, we are right. The
3: I was just gonna piggyback off that, like the erotic thriller is like you know just
1: it's r- in the conversation like, right now. Like you know the tr- terrific, yeah. um, the terrific series that's now been running for two years, erotic eighties and erotic nineties with Karina Longworth and her great show. You must remember this. She's doing the erotic eighties, erotic nineties, these big, Blowout series, mm-hmm. way more extensive than we're going to cover. But I love the wheelhouse that she's staying in. In that and Criterion Channel has been doing the erotic thrillers, yeah. like curated lists as well. And it's just like there's just something about. Like it, <laughs> I'll tell you a decide The other day I was sitting. I have a television in a back patio at my place in Australia, so I like to sit out there and watch sport or whatever. And my kids were inside watching some kid show, not something awesome like Bluey, something terrible that I just couldn't bear. So I like, I'll go out and watch a movie. And I went on and chucked on an erotic thriller. And what I love about the period is that it was not 30 seconds into the movie before a beautiful naked woman was just like splayed across the screen. I'm like, I can't watch this right now because my kids are going to come out here in like 10 yeah. seconds. I'm going to turn <laughs> that right off and I'm going to go back to something more family friendly. And this movie is exactly like that. Yeah, exactly. It, it really, it's so funny. <laughs> it, 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 I I love this
4: movie when it came out. Like I'm very um, available to Milton's whole kind of, you know sermon like i feel like
3: it oh yeah is yes
4: it's directly at me but on this rewatch i was just like god I, there used to be so many blowjobs in movies like there's just so much like weird fu- it's not like sex it's just like weird domination fucks all through this like devil's advocate i was like i love it I'll keep yeah. going but um
3: lesbianism
1: menage a trois uh, yeah, you know, the, really all- aggressive change room scenes, you know? My yes. favorite, maybe, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But yeah. it's just it's it, it that that's like underrated, just underrated, creepy, malicious, creepy. vindictive shit. Yeah. And it's just like here it is. Um, yeah, look, this is I, I think. One of the challenges with some of these movies is like, and especially with Pacino, I think it's a complete misreading of Pacino. So I think that's what I wanted to touch on with you guys before we dive into scenes. It's like so many people were like, oh, Pacino, once he gets his Oscar, all he can do is this. All he can do is this big notes. And I'm just like, he loves it because it's like a chewy monologue that actors get to do. Like you only have to watch, I mean, very recently last year, one of the best shows of the year was a Star Wars show, which I never thought I would say. Um, and or written by Tony Gilroy and Stellan Skarsgård get some fucking monologues in that show that actors would kill for like, they're just mm. so on point. So you can imagine that when a great writer like Tony Gilroy hands you the devil, right? The, the Like one of the funnest characters you would imagine to be able to play ever in the history of any art. And he gives that to you. And it's just this buffet of these languid creepy, performative dialogue over and over again. It's like, of course the guy's going to lean into it. He's just going to chew it up. He's going to eat it up. There's nothing subtle about this movie. I mean, Donald Trump, this is a tidbit that I'm going to burn right now. Donald Trump lent Taylor Hackford, Pacino, and Gilroy, one of his apartments in New York City, to film scenes in this movie in 1997. yeah. Yes.
4: It's, it's Craig
1: T. Nelson's apartment. It's Craig it's, yeah. T. Nelson's apartment. Yeah. That's they what I had. was like. They lent him yeah. the apartment because he just wanted to be invited to a party with Al Pacino. Like, that's 1997. This is, yeah. like, this is this movie. It is just really fun. And I also, I'm now getting more of a soft spot, and I may have been Michael Mann's black hat pilled, but a person who is miscast and doing an accent badly sometimes it starts to grow on me because i think it's bad but it's just good it's just fine and keanu not his strength to do accents but he's given it a good go you know he's just given it a good go and even Charlize theron she's given it a good go she just came off the plane from south africa and she's thrown into being like a southerner and you're like it's not exactly working but it's fine
4: i i i think when i first saw i mean I agree with you so much. The, the, the Pacino of it. I mean, he makes, he just feasts in this movie and there is no other performance, you know, than what he gives. Like he's the devil. So don't <laughs> tell me he's screaming and like, like pushing it to 10. You know, it's, You're yeah. Like, the oh, I'm script,
1: sorry. You wanted him subtle. Shut up. Yeah. No it's way. just,
4: it's not a subtle devil that is written in the script. It's, no. it's, the devil that we think about with a job running a law firm you know and um i, I, I on this last rewatch like i only made me pacino spit up Then he
1: nearly made me spit up a devil with a job <laughs> yeah. at a law firm to be really clear yeah like, we are that's just the also- movie, that's the movie
4: and uh but uh, y- yeah it's the movie and like i love pacino even more this time through it made me miss him um you know i want, I want more of him every day but on the second, on this rewatch, something that's different than when I watched it when I was like 17 years old and loved it was the Keanu and Charlize of it all, which, which, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't, I, I didn't care for when I watched it immediately. You know, like we were 17 and he, it was like Keanu was, we didn't really know what he would become. We didn't know what we had.
1: We didn't know what we yeah. had. He was about to be the biggest the, movie star in the world again. The right. thing he nails.
4: And I mean, absolutely nails, even with his like, whatever accent is that proud innocence that yes. is written in the script. I mean, he is, uh, I don't know how you hit it and still kind of play it a little smart, which I felt like he, you know, he, he nails that. And and the, the thing about this rewatch that that I really, it is. I think about Charlize, Charlize Mary Ann's character um, who I felt, you know, to my obvious detriment, like she was pulling back the, the the main character's transformation. She was screaming. She was needy. Like, I think that's how she was coded in 1997. Mm-hmm. And I thought her, first of all, her performance was awesome. And second of all, like I just watched it from her point of view and I found her story to be very upsetting oh. and and i remember when i originally watched it to now i turned to my wife and i said this is the mo- one of the most upsetting things i've ever seen on film which is what is that when she's you know takes her own life yeah after being tortured and threatened and you know scared to death and she kills herself, and, and and it's like you know, I know it's a movie of bold extremes and and hyper real whatever, but like God, it it breaks my heart when she looks just she just looks so scared, and um, and that was you know obviously Pacino's nothing but nothing but fun, and like like I said, five you know forty five seconds into his pitch on me, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, what? what is it what What do you ask my soul take it like i don't care dude this is let's do it you know but right. um. but on this rewatch her her her, her loss really w- w- touched me more
3: yeah i watched this uh with my girlfriend and she had a lot of thoughts on it um and i have some fun notes that she passed on uh, as well <laughs> oh,
1: yes i love this chris <laughs> Please make this something when your girl is just like dropping yeah, yeah. complete shade on a movie or something. Yeah. Please bring it to us. I love it.
3: She really loved it, but um, she she's a hairdresser, so she had um some notes like six out of ten for uh Charlize's perm. Yeah, it's pretty good, <laughs> not, not great, oh, but great. was definitely was better than the shorter haircut that she got later. Um, but I think um, yeah, she's had some stuff in her uh life where it's like she's dealt with like terrible men and one of the things she kept on saying during this whole thing is like um this type of like toxic masculinity that all these guys have in this law firm is just like on the women's side of it is just a fucking nightmare you know it's like it's a nightmare and like Pacino's whole sexy suave kind of thing is just is like a nightmare for the woman to deal with and i thought that i was interested you brought that up about charlize as she ends up taking her own life because i thought the same thing like i thought that i I have a lot of opinions on this movie but what this movie did this time for me on the watch is let's say the first time i watched it i thought it was a really cool fun scary movie Mm -hmm. now as time has gone on i'm going this is still a very cool fun scary movie but there's like all of this um intelligent effective cinema going on regarding if the devil were to exist how it would get into one's life it would cause fighting heavy drinking uh confusion um suicide all of these things that that basically break up relationships um and And cause major uh, dysfunction and and that's that's truly devilish, right? That would be truly evil. And I thought, and watching this, it felt much more real. um, and yeah, she just, you know, but i I would then tell her to that point, you know, I said, you know, she kind of get worked up about Pacino, and I'm going, I know, I know, but he is. The devil <laughs> <laughs> he, he's literally cast as the devil this this was a movie about the worst of the worst it doesn't get worse but to her
4: no, I, point that yeah. is what every man
3: yes wanted to probably
4: be. not even in every man even to this day <laughs> aspires to be is yes this evil fuck you know yeah and exactly like, that's so, why his pitch works on me.
3: But you that know? was the thing at the end of it. That was the only part of Pacino that resonated with her was his monologue at the end. I'm a humanist. She's like, <laughs> I never
0: judged him. You I, know what, Chris I'm Candy? A better man.
1: You know what, you Chris Candy? Chris Candy just coming in hot with like a real solid Pacino. Like you're just giving me the shakes, Candy. This is good <laughs> stuff. Um, I would, but I was just gonna say to you. You know, we've just obviously it's so hard out of like the pandemic, right? No one really wants to no one really wants to go back there because it's stunk for a lot of us. But one thing I can say is that I got to make friends with people like you. So I get so grateful about it. But that was what resonated with me this time is like the weapon that these guys have to suckle on the teat of this life that satisfies their ego is I'm gonna throw money at you. I don't care how isolated you are. I don't care if you're alone. I don't care if all of your dreams are crushed. You're just going to be satiated with fucking wallpaper and yeah. drinking at lunchtime and being isolated. And when I come home from my like 19 hour day in the office, you just can't bitch at me because look at all the money I threw at you. But like, yeah, it just shows you that like the moral value of what they're doing, like it doesn't translate. And then you have to have these almost like harpies that become Uh, you know, that become their own kind of manipulative women that uh, create their lives for themselves to be, you know, to give themselves some entertainment because they are just there as trophies. They're just there for the after office party. They're just there for their boss to flirt on their wives. They're just there to placate the man and make them feel good. And it's just so funny because like that whole thing of like, how could someone possibly be unhappy with that much money living in New York city? But it's like, no, I think something we can all appreciate is being in pure isolation with nothing you've just got no no one there no social interaction and how crushing that can be and new york city you know the biggest city in the world the most people the most interaction she's just crushed in this apartment like or she goes out tactically with these absolutely toxic women who have bought into this toxic life and you're like wow this is just this is just awful and she does uh, you said a proud innocence with Keanu, like that's innocent Charlize. Like as she's gotten older, she's gotten a whole array of performances, but knowing her this early in her career, she could totally do that outsider innocent and just completely like a sponge to all these impacts. I think she does a really great job. Yeah.
4: I did too. And like Amazing. that, you know, you, what you, the stuff you're saying, Chris, is totally true. And like, obviously not all men aspire to be the devil. And I think of course, <laughs> we're tracking, but Not like that man. type of greedy, but... you know what I mean? Like executives and lawyers and all, all the, I couldn't, the idea of working in 19, spending 19 hours in an office to me is I, I cannot fathom it. And,
1: um, even, even,
4: yes, dude. yes. Anyway, we won't get into me and what a worthless piece of shit I am. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, no, what you're saying is so is so good. Is like I think this movie is whether it's not to your whether whether it's to your taste or not. It is very effective and yes. like it's effective that that how she how that woman is crushed is effective. How he abandons her is crushed and then how milton calls him to account you know in the end Mm. like i told you you know yeah the world would forgive (laughs) you 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 said to me and then he puts his own words back into his face like i'll resent her you know and like it's just I, i it's it's all very effective. The Eddie Barzun of it all is. so I mean, talk about creepiness. Oh, so you know, good. just remember how creepy he is, and then how creepy he he actually was. Um, but if there's like one thing about this movie that I wish I had in my house, it it it's the thing behind
0: his desk. That
4: oh, turns the one that into, they animate, oh, yeah. yeah, the
1: one they animate with all the <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. like a. It's like a it's like a um a, are those a sculpture. Souls, of, yeah, it looks like a, a, a sculpture. I think it's a sculpture that's inspired by Dante's Inferno. I might I might Google it while we're watching it, but it's like it's yeah. that whole like inferno yeah. thing, like the souls, and then it all just starts moving and they all just start groping each other and being pulled down into nothingness. It's absolutely fantastic. And, yeah, that was that and was one an- of
4: the funniest things that happens is like when fucking uh uh Keanu like pulls his gun out and puts it to his head like one of the demons in, in, in yeah, his free. fucking like <laughs> sculpture is like, oh! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> and I died laughing.
3: I yeah, like, that that part blew look, my the, mind. The
4: souls are scared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: Well, kind of like I um... love the
4: script though. I mean, I, his his his. his I, I, I'm sorry, Chris. I'll let you just my final, final thing, which is just like it is a relentless marauding onslaught of honestly perfect logic yes to somebody who is who is a modern person receiving it and you know the writing is great i loved it go ahead chris i'm sorry to keep going
3: Oh no! I I just got very strong Ghostbusters two energy at the end of this movie with, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, Vigo yes. Dante's Inferno. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Yeah, we'll get into it. It, it. I think that my my one thing where I kind of, well, you know, I just have to appreciate it. Um, but it's the inf- it's kind of we're in this film seeing the beginning of where we went astray with uh computer generated images you know it was just like
4: <laughs> or yeah. where we got it so right yeah you know,
3: <laughs> kind, of, yeah it's kind of like it felt it like i don't know i don't want to actually knock movies for this too much but it definitely did not age well with that um felt kind of more like an episode of buffy at times but i think in <laughs> w- we'll get into <laughs>
4: you mean when 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 his face turns into kia
3: yeah <laughs>
0: like that that, and that he's like,
3: you know, like <laughs> or like at the end of the movie when the guy turns into pacino you know it's like yeah. it kind of it, it had a little bit of like you know goosebumps energy it was kind of like all right that's you the know.
1: best that's the i know best. it's
3: the i know it's the best and i don't want to knock it so it's like but it does not age well when you have these i you know i one of the things that i wrote out is like the cinematography and this is insane it's so pretty um you have some of these you know beautiful up shots of the buildings and the city has never looked prettier i love that street oh yeah it's just so visual and then it's like you got some weird you know halloween hayride freak show smile going on like i i felt i wrote down that the smiles were so creepy there was a lot of subtlety in this movie that actually worked really well everyone in the uh the law firm had really terrible teeth. All their teeth were kind of dyed this yeah. odd color. And, you know, mm. uh, Keanu had these like creepy smiles that he would shoot. I think that those worked incredibly well in comparison yeah. to, you know, um, you know, pan over to see uh <laughs> naked ladies freak smile. But, um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, I want to get into this more. I, I did really enjoy it. Um, I just found myself, um, there was a bit of a lull for it for me in the middle but it it really is all about that monologue at the end for me.
1: Yeah. That's we'll, we'll, yeah, the- we'll get to our favorite scenes. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll get to our favorite scenes, but I just want to ask you guys I really have an affinity for like devil movies. And okay. and, yes. and and so I really like obviously Angel Heart. Then we had The Devil's Advocate, yes. and then we had like End of Days and Stigmata came Pretty hot on each other's heels. Yeah. around those times. And like,
4: stigmata. Stigmata. Dude.
1: Like rule, fucking rules. Might if it's. I think I think, I think I think it skates into the nineties, so we might be lucky to talk about it. But the, I love all of those movies for you know we've got Robert De Niro as Lewis Cipher, the best name ever. Um, we've got John Milton, and then you've got Gabriel Byrne playing the devil, right? And 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 Arnold Schwarzenegger. And all of these movies that are all set around uh, this character and this quandary and whether it's, you know, we're going up into 1999. So they think the end of days and it's time for the devil and all that, but just all of them, even though some of them have aged badly and they've got bits that kind of maybe don't work in the overall, probably angel heart is the most cohesively perfect perhaps out of all three, but I just can't get enough of like a great actor tackling this character because they just had so much fun with it. Gabriel Byrne, he got to be big. He got to be malicious and malevolent and then put him against like Arnie. Um, You know, it just, I love, I love all these kind of movies. And I I have, they have tremendous rewatch value for me. Like if Angel Heart's on, it's staying on. And if end of days pops in and Arnold Schwarzenegger puts, old pizza into a and it feels very like 2023 like puts old pizza in like a blender and like drinks it it feels very much like jim oh. instagram bros these days you know he, like but pours like into that and he just starts drinking if, he, if i catch him drinking that you know that that muck i'm like i'm in let's go to the end of days you know it's such such, such good movies a pacino
4: next to like the De Niro angel heart is like very different Oh, yeah. com-
1: and even and, and, then Gab- and then Gabriel Byrne comes back around and does like a weird triangulation between the two because he's more subtle so, and then more malevolent. Wait, I-, I thought Stigmata isn't he like no, he's an a priest investigator. In stig- he's a stick in he's a priest investigator in Stigmata, yeah. but in End of Days with Arnie, he's the devil. Oh, okay. So, okay. so, That's so the Gabriel Byrne okay. double was like one of them. He's like investigating miracles, the, the miracles, yeah. and then. In, yeah. End of days is the devil. But okay. Yeah. Like all those, okay. like, I, I was, like yeah. ca- Catholic church, uh, you know, thrillers and, and religious thrillers, if you like um, they just, we had a crop of them that came out over about 10 years. And I think they're my favorite four. Well, um, because the
4: devil gives you an answer. Yes. Like the devil will supply you the answer and, and God only offers you the answer of faith in in the face of mystery you know and like that's why it works you know yeah. i mean it's i mean that's what, all-
1: that's why dogma is so damn fun that's <laughs>
3: <it> yeah <works. laughs> that's that these movies like uh, you know um it, i because i've kind of explored this realm of like afterlife heaven or hell in in the creative realm you know it's like It's so fun to work with that medium because no one has an answer. So you can kind of do whatever you want, you know, to the lighter side of it. Defending Your Life is one of my favorite comedies because it plays with what possibly is an afterlife. No one knows if it's true or not. But if you can kind of convince the audience that these are the rules of this devil or these are the rules of this heaven, it's so fun to watch. And like we're talking about. Pacino is just the perfect devil and of course he works at a law firm in New York City and of course he's a humanist and he's that whole humanist that whole thing. <laughs> I won't even get into it, but he's just like biochemically
1: a- no different than eating large quantities of
3: chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Overrated. You could look,
1: but don't touch.
0: You could touch, yeah. but don't taste. you could taste you know but don't like- swallow. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're jumping from one thing to the next, He's up there laughing his sick fucking ass off.
3: Exactly, his own
0: private cosmic gag reel.
1: I buy it. I'm like, yeah, that's I
0: buy it. it
1: 100%. It's you. You don't walk away from this movie disagreeing with that monologue. You're like, yeah, no, you don't.
3: And I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm gonna give everything away, but yeah. He is such a little like he just hits all the notes of the devil. Anyways, yeah, I will save all it right, for well a. All right,
1: let's let's pop. He the hits so we'll jump- it, dude. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> he hits it. And we haven't even spoken about Connie Nielsen. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break uh, and then yeah. we're gonna jump in to our two favorite scenes of the movie. Chris Candy, you've got lots of notes there. I want to know what your favorite scenes are. And I think it's going to be hard probably for each of us not to just say the final scene, but do you have any other right. favorite scenes in the movie?
3: Yeah, I, I will like, for the lack of, you know, for audience knows that the last scene is like the collective favorite from everybody. Um, I'll give you like two scenes that I just like stood out to me on this rewatch that I really enjoyed. Um it's it's got to be um the church scene and 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 pacino's in there and it's at the very end and and when he sticks his finger
4: in the water
5: (laughs) (laughs) and for that it is a time of rejoicing god who is our refuge and our strength
0: god who is that very present help in time of trouble therefore We will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. We cannot fear too long.
2: No comment. i have something for your letter. I'm a friend of Eddie Barzoom. You don't know me, but Eddie mentioned your name. Mitch Weaver, Justice Department. Staking just out the funeral. Looking for you, actually. I'm in a bit of a hurry. I need to talk to my wife. I just wanted to ask you off the record. I had a few questions about Eddie. Is a little more than a law firm, but then I assume you knew that. Forgotta <laughs> Holdings, I'm sure you've heard of it. London, Kinshasa, Karachi, arms brokering mostly. Then you've got Munza Dietz, they're in Berlin, Jakarta, chemical weapons and toxic waste. Then you've got Ivonico Limited, Moscow, money laundering for the Eastern Bloc. Kevin, it goes on and on and on. Look, Milton is into everything. Zoom was coming in, Kevin. He was gonna testify. De Soto and De Valista, Panama, that's a firm that sets up bank accounts for judges all over South America. Huge drug cases, murder, everything. What the fuck do you want? He's a lawyer! Now, stay off my back! This is the first time, last time offer, Kevin. I'm learning about you. I talked to some old friends in Florida this morning. The Gettys case, eighth grade teacher. They found him yesterday. He had the body of a 10-year-old girl in the trunk of his car.
1: And he looks up into the camera. Oh yeah.
4: <laughs> I love that he always looks down the barrel as the devil. <laughs> He's just like
3: yeah? all the fucking rules. Um I, I, I just I that scene like really stood out to me. Um, you know, and I, that again also that's Keanu like really feeling pulled by all the forces and and I I just I think I enjoyed that scene because it was so silly, so stupid, but I also could feel the pull. Um And then I I think for me, for, like, God, a second scene, I'm going to say the collective, whenever Keanu, like, actually, this is a great scene. When Pacino uh, and Keanu are on the subway, they're going to the game. uh, Yeah, it's a great scene he like starts speaking spanish to the dudes and basically saying like what's going on with his wife and she's cheating on you and if you could catch the next train right now that that scene worked the best for me because the, the the issue i had with this movie is like tonally it was a little all over the place for me but that scene stuck with me where it was like it felt really real that's how the devil would get in someone's fucking head it was bizarre that he all of a sudden knew how to speak spanish
5: got a lot of fingers, a lot of pies
0: Yeah, you, Were you deaf or something, you don't hear me? Oh, I hear you fine. Yeah? So get the fuck out of my car, if you hear me fine. Why? I
5: didn't know it was your car. I'm having a good time here. Now, I ain't asking you, motherfucker, I'm telling you, get the fuck out of my fucking car, then. Shit, junk. Oh, chill, man. chill man? Hey. man. I'm gonna cut your fucking throat, chill, in, man. man. Hey. Fuck Yo, that. Maricela, su esposa. El momento que se del apartamento. Ella estaba arriba con Carlos. Mira amigo, están en la pipa fumando crime and están en la cocina compartiendo un jump y después en tu misma cama él se por el culo y a ella la va en tu cama verde ¿What fuck
2: you
5: know? Sándeme vista y cuchillo donde merece. Right, you still got time. There's a train coming the uh, other way. You'll just catch it. You'll thank me in the morning. Well, you're right, man. Oh, I'm right. You'll see. Invigorating. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say to him? I told him that if he didn't leave us alone, you were going to kick his ass. From you, here to the cowboy. Look at that. There's a lady getting up from her seat. Come on.
3: Left field. And I think, like, I just loved all of those collective Pacino keanu scenes when they were in the city they looked really beautiful walking around oh yeah there's a chicken down the street where's the chicken where's the chicken what was the line this <laughs> chicken this chicken <laughs> plays tic-tac-toe and he never loses just like <laughs> you lo- and then
4: he's who's the actor he's talking to who's been in everything
1: don't worry um, it's, it's not don't worry well there's no
3: oh no that actor who's in everything everywhere all at once uh yes um what's the line i wrote it down here um that that that, the cameos is james hong yes he just got and james hong just got i think a star on the walk of fame yeah there's a chicken that plays tic-tac-toe he never (laughs) loses just like you
1: (laughs) (laughs) i do love that whole roy jones jr thing about like he always thinks he's gonna he always tricks him into gonna lose i look you know he's like i'm shorter like i'm unpredictable it gives that whole spiel i love that that's it's all around that area of the movie
3: yeah and and also just i know this is like a third scene but i i do love and i wish it actually maybe stayed through the movie i felt like it had a little bit more beef, like meat to it. it was literally the goat scene i think delroy lindos character mm. could have like played an this interesting part but like when that whole sequence when you know you learn what he did it's freakish he's killing a goat and then keanu's got to defend him and then he takes the tongue out and then the guys in the court he's just coughing freakishly mm. that was when it worked really well for me like this like sur- like uh, you know uh spiritual devilish kind of supernatural sword i'm looking for type events happening i just love that stuff in the movie.
1: Rob
4: Diaboli viti sin Diaboli virtus sin The virtue of the devil is in his loins. <laughs>
1: um
3: God, you're so good at delivering your favorite scenes.
4: <laughs> no, I mean I I uh I guess off that I'd just like to go into favorite character, I guess, because Delroy Lindo is like he he's in there. You you can blink your eye and he's gone. And he is not competing um, in in the type of acting that anyone else is. Like yeah, he and it makes him so interesting.
1: Monsieur, I thought I would recognize you
0: but I do not.
2: Mr. Moyes? Why? We've never met. I'm Kevin Lomax, I'm a lawyer. I'm here about the M's.
0: We have an investment
2: in blood. Take of it as spiritual currency. Spiritual currency? What? Mr. Moyes, I'm going to need your help with this.
5: What is the name of the man who will prosecute us?
2: Murder. Assistant District Attorney Arnold Murda. What are you doing, Mr.
1: Moyes? With his tongue, we create silence. You can go now. You will
0: have all the help I can give you against Mr. Naftoe.
1: Delroy Lindo is by far one of the greatest actors working ever. (laughs) He's just in every, every, like, you watch him in even stuff like the- Congo? Yeah, oh, Congo. Stop stop eating my sesame cake. (laughs) Here, have a piece (laughs) of
3: cake.
0: Have eating some. my sesame <laughs> cake. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh my
0: god! A Congo reference. It's amazing.
4: But, but, but
1: you know, like Defy, <laughs> that performance in *The Five Bloods* that just got oh, ignored yeah. by awards season because people are insane. Yeah. Like him in *Heist* with Gene Hackman. Oh, yeah. He's doing doing, doing mammoth like and just popping up here, just like killing it for a scene, and then just walking off.
4: Unbelievable, Philippe Moyes, right. Yeah, Moyes. Yeah. Moyes. I, I love. I mean, what? What's the thing that made me fall in love? Uh, uh, anyway, look, I love. I love the. I love him. I mean, I think he's my that character, and then the, uh, I guess paralegal slash demon that works <laughs> with him. Like I, I loved her too. Um,
3: he's got fifteen million dollars uh, in the bank. Hey, Tarzan, we're billing you out for four hundred an hour,
4: (laughs) which seems so low now. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. These people are like, um, oh, Crooklyn. Goddamn, he was so good in that.
1: He's so good.
4: I love Crooklyn, man. That was such a good one. Anyway, Malcolm X. Jesus Christ, yeah. Um, But the the scenes—it's so—it's so hard to think of this movie as anything but the final scene. Honestly. Yeah, it's
1: like the other scenes are. It is a downhill slope to get to that like amphitheater scene. It's like we are going to run downhill quickly. We're going to do all the bits that we need to. It's going to be unstoppable. We're never going to let you get a second to pause, except for for Pacino breaking things up with like a wink at the camera or whatever. Um, Oh my god! And and you could have
4: saved her at any time, man. Oh man, what does he say? He's like. Oh, I mean the whole Barzun monologue is great with him that, that scene with him doing the monologue over Eddie Barzoon running in the park and those oh. like invisible demons come.
3: It's yeah, that's a great yeah. scene.
2: You got a problem with documents, I suggest you put together one of your late night shredding sessions. Ah You think you're tough enough to run this firm? Huh. Remember the Weaver Commission investigation? Tell your mentor, the next time Weaver calls me, maybe I'll just pick up the phone.
5: Was he drunk? I doubt it. He was going running. What the hell was he talking about? Eddie's got himself in trouble again. And he wants me to save him. Only this time, I can't.
2: Well, why does he think I'm after his job?
5: You ever have any experience with manic depression?
2: Not directly, no. Oh, well, you do now. Three,
5: four, six. It's me. Get Eddie Barzoom. Uh, he may be out running, so you might have to page him. It's an emergency. Yes, sir. You look like you could use a drink. Yes. Yes, thanks. Eddie Barzoom, Eddie Barzoom. <laughs> ah, Oh, I nursed him through two divorces, a cocaine rehab, and a pregnant reception. God's creature, right? God's special creature? <laughs> and I've warned him, Kevin. I've warned him every step of the way. Watching him bounce around like a fucking game, like a wind-up toy, like 250 pounds of self-serving greed on wheels. The next thousand years is right around the corner, Kevin. Eddie Barzoom. Take a good look. Because he's the poster child for the next millennium. These people, it's no mystery where they come from. You sharpen the human appetite to the point where it can split atoms with its desire. You build egos the size of cathedrals, fiber-optically connect the world to every eager impulse. (laughs) Grease even the dullest dreams with these dollar-green, gold-plated fantasies until every human becomes an aspiring emperor. Becomes his own god, and where can you go from there?
0: Hey, wrong well, way! Yeah, yeah. Fuck you!
5: And as we're scrambling from one deal to the next, who's got his eye on the planet? As the air thickens, the water sour, even the bees' honey takes on the metallic taste of radioactivity, and it just keeps coming, faster and faster. Oh, fuck. Oh, stop us. There's no chance to think, to prepare. It's buy futures, sell futures, when there is no future.
1: We got a runaway train,
5: boy. We got a billion Eddie Barzoom's all jogging into the future. Every one of them getting ready to fist fuck God's ex-planet, lick their fingers clean as they reach out toward their pristine, kybernetic keyboards to tote up their fucking billable hours. And then it hits home. You got to pay your own way, Eddie. It's a little late in the game to buy out now. Jack, give me your watch. What? I like this watch. Do you think you're just going to have to try and take it? Ah, your man, belly's too anybody. full. Your dick is sore. Your eyes are bloodshot. And you're screaming for someone to help. But guess what? There's no one there. You're all alone, Eddie. You're God's special little creature. <gasps>
4: No. Maybe it's-, it's so good he's God like through the dice, they're scrambling from one deal to the next who's got his eye on the planet you know <laughs> eddie barzoom jogging into the future every one of them getting ready to fist fucks god's ex-planet lick their fingers clean as they reach out toward their pristine cybernetic keyboards to total up their billable hours like it's great i, I mean that that's a great scene and then Um, the other scenes that I like because you know you're going to lose them later is uh, her death scene while I can't really call it my favorite scene is the the period from her wrapped in that down comforter in the church he
0: did this to
4: me you know and then and, and, and to her death like that sequence is so fucking crazy Um, and you just know that like the devil is at play (laughs) the devil is at play here but also how much she loves how much they love each other and you know for Keanu it's like I love him not always has the most chemistry with he's just not like Watching him fuck in this movie was weird to me, you know what <laughs> I mean? And all all the blowjobs were weird. And like Al Pacino uh, out at the like the salsa club, the
1: tango <laughs> <Yeah>. club. The tango club. That's one of my favorite yeah. scenes. That is yeah. so. That's wild. a good one. Give it
5: back! To me. <laughs> <laughs> like, the the trumpet too. Damn it! Babs Coleman, I mean,
0: Kevin Lomax. Kids, Babs is from Georgia Tech. Say hey,
5: your neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah, and there's Tiffany. New additions. Good, good evening. Out. Where are you from? I don't die. tell me, don't tell me. Michigan! How'd you know? <laughs> oh my goodness, how did we
3: know? It's <laughs> uh, so good. It's <laughs> so good. la <laughs> vida <don't know>, <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: oh, he' like, Keanu's on the phone like talking to his goddamn bitch wife, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> trying to get her off his back while he's at work, like
3: with Pacino's a bunch up and... there like
4: <laughs> <laughs> It's so, it's so it, the dancing he's...
1: He just whispers into that girl's ear and then he sits back and he's like staring into Keanu's eyes while whatever is happening under that <laughs> With table. With a cigar. would not, yeah, yeah, yeah. not be creepier. Yeah. Or creepy. a
4: cigarette maybe. Yeah. and Because his lab is like, ha, 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 like right there. <laughs>
0: that,
4: that moment, Chris, when he was dancing the tango, I was like, watch this time. I was watching. I'm like, okay, is this too much? And then I was like, No. It's perfect. <laughs>
0: it's perfect.
3: <laughs> I I I would have to agree. Yeah, like it 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 that those were not the scenes that bothered me. But like you know, I guess Pacino's an acquired taste to some people. But to your point earlier on in the pod, um, Blake, like he he he's like a flavor. He's his own flavor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Other actors kind of are like a part of a flavor. When you're getting Pacino, you want you know, mint chip. That's what uh, you're if, if I want
1: mint chip, you better fucking give me some mint chip. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want Al Pacino to go in there and play it like F Murray Abraham. That's not the character that I want. I want someone who is big. I want him to be able to go there. He can go there. Um, but yeah, no, it's so great. I, I only want to mention one more scene because I think you guys have covered some of my other favorites, but um, a, an actor who doesn't get like a lot of shout outs and she's only a supporting character in the movie, Tamara Tooney, um, who oh, plays- Oh, she's great in She's everything. fantastic. So she's great in everything, but that scene when they're out shopping together. Come on, Marianne, let's
2: check Yoshi. Yoshi's. Andrea? Yes? Another one of these, please. Right away,
1: Mr.
4: No, 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 no. yes, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. yes, yes, yes. yes.
1: I want you loose and pliable this afternoon.
2: get another bottle of from Mrs. Mrs. Heath right away. Oh, Lord, this is $3,000. <laughs> you know what you should do. You should buy it, wear it once, and then throw it away.
4: That'll loosen you up.
2: I say, spend it all. If you're never going to see your husband, you might as well have a relationship with his money.
1: I <laughs> swear. If Eddie wasn't
2: afraid of me shouting my mouth off, he would have put a cellulite clause in the prenup. Dr. Robert, I'm telling you, he's the miracle man. You've seen my new tits. I mean, who does
4: it better than that?
2: It's not my tits I'm worried about.
0: Not too big. Perfect. Real or not? They look real. It must be real.
5: (sighs) Feel him. Oh, no, it's okay. really. Go ahead. That's the ultimate
0: test. Come on. Feel real?
5: Yes, absolutely real.
0: (laughs) Dr. Robert. (sighs) When you're ready.
1: with oh yeah um, that's a great Mar- scene. marianne lomax that scene outside of every other scene you guys have mentioned is absolutely one of my favorite scenes because i feel like it gets to feel re- yeah gets to the reality of like this th- this bargain that this selling your soul bargain that these partners have had to buy into because they're kind of this this little troop of lawyers is there that's just absolutely wonderful and um I do I think Connie Nielsen Oh me- god I think great. Connie Nielsen can melt wallpaper um yeah. that first scene when she's on the balcony with Kevin with Keanu's yeah. character I'm just like oh just take it's fine take <laughs> take my soul for Connie Yeah Nielsen. no I don't I know said, why I didn't oh, say yeah.
4: Connie Nielsen yeah. she's a, she's she's great she she's is so, so great
3: god, I mean yeah.
1: And a good run. She ran in from the devil's advocate into gladiator pretty close by as well. So she was having a moment in Hollywood, like in some of the really big movies and had great performances. And I always say, you know, you guys have heard me say this before. I'm like, if you can stand toe to toe with a Pacino or a De Niro and like, really give it something, you know, like, uh, and, and hold your own or just totally sink into their kind of like over the top dance, um, I think you're you're really a terrific actor, and I think she's just like she's just stands she on her own two feet. She's doing her own thing this whole movie, and she totally stands alongside Pacino. It, it, it rules. It's a completely well, great performance.
4: She does something that's so um, funny, which is she laughs at him. Yeah, and she she like acknowledges the fact that that the thing about his performance, which is so great, is that it's a lot of, it's so filled with fun because it's a ton of fun to be the devil. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and and to his point, like the 20th century is entirely mine. Like he's <laughs> yes. in a good run and he's, and, and she's just like laps at him. And it's, it, it's a really smart thing, you know, where she's kind of like amused by how into him and, and what he's doing he is. And she's so beautiful, but so great. And, and like, did you ever Who see um The Ice Harvest?
1: Oh, a long no. time ago. Sorry, long time ago. Terrific in, oh terrific movie. She's
4: great. One of my she's like a God, she's like a, you know, a femme fatale, like right on the nose, femme fatale. And it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Anyway. Um
1: all right, let's take a let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about um because it's gonna be we'll we'll Talk about our favourite characters that we haven't yet mentioned in this movie because it has actually murderers row of like great supporting cast that you needed to cast your eyes on. We'll take a quick break. We'll talk about that, and then we'll come back and do our quotes and we'll do our scene. Let's get the boys performing. That's what you want to hear. That's what I want to see. So uh, we'll take a quick break. All right, we're back. Um, I just want to quickly shout out one person that we haven't mentioned yet. When <laughs> your mother in a movie is Judith Ivy, like, shit's, shit's gone wrong. Like, you know, she's, she's such a terrific actor, but the minute I saw she was Keanu's mom, I was like, y- you know, especially when you go back to it, you're like, it's such a great piece of casting because it's like this totally feverish kind of... Uh, you know, by the book, orthodox, religious kind of person, almost like bordering on fundamentalists, uh, in their approach of life and like how people live their lives. You're like, there has been some dark shit happening to her in her life. And I just and and then that that really connected for me when Kiana's looking at that woman in the jury. It kind of doesn't bury the lead. It's like that woman's been damaged and she wants you know, she wants retribution or she wants revenge or whatever the line was exactly. I'm sorry to paraphrase, but man, she's good in this movie even in like the very short stints. Cause she goes from like completely against his lifestyle with Marianne to being like protecting her. Cause she's like diagnosed that she is basically being chewed up by this life. And, and he he's being careless with her, you know?
4: Behold, I send you as sheep amongst the wolves. Yeah. She's, She's great. And you do, but like, again, her, she is the opposing, I mean, I guess it's not really a dialogue at all, but like she would be the opposing viewpoint and it's fucking weak compared to the devil.
1: Oh yeah. What, you, go like, to, wait, you want me to memorize the Bible and go to, go to Jacksonville church? Nah.
4: Yeah, like, <laughs> It's fucking weak, dude. <laughs> and that's like religion is like, dude, What are you t- What are you talking about, man? <laughs> You're fucking weak. Anyway, I don't know. We're in like and, my uh, fucking and a shout kid's out to grandpa. Sh- sh- shout yeah, out to
1: ahead. a hero who is good in absolutely everything and has been in some stone cold classics as a supporting actor for a long time and really in a world right now that we're so tied into social media gives such good social media Heather Matarazzo is just like as a baby in this movie is so good and so innocent and that makes it all the more kind of malevolent and awful of what keanu has to do to her to like put her up there and like take her innocence and lies um take her innocence and lies uh, to to manipulate the situation which is clearly like she's telling the truth and just and and to cast that doubt on the jury that this has all been made up even though he knows that his client is awful and a total sexual predator um i just think she's terrific she's in so many great movies and she's super fun and i've got a lot of time for her um uh, and yeah, she's just she's just great in this movie. But I know I know I've got to mention so many other people in this movie. But she's great.
4: She's great. And like watching, what are introduced to Kevin Lomax as he fucking you know destroys this teenager. Yeah. How the fuck do we stay along for the ride? Because yeah. he he kills her, and it's, it's and, and it's a immediately,
1: and then he's just. He just goes and has a drink and celebrates,
4: you know. Right. That's
1: that's enough. He just goes off and Gets does his thing.
4: Hammered with his wife. <laughs> I was watching last night. My, my wife was like, Oh my god, how long has it been since we've had shots like that? I'm like,
1: I can tell you exactly 15 years.
4: <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was, that
1: was every I, I think that there's a level of drunk where it's She's bite your great. ass, bite your wife's ass on the dance floor drunk. That is <laughs> that, that's I right. Have, I have that written in here. I have it
3: written <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. It says my, I it's in my note. notes. I said Keanu bit her butt. And then the next note is <laughs> love a good 90s Florida bar band.
0: Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: like I, I, I look at that to you know wife, my wife and I and kids and not getting a chance to go out and go and like get loosey goosey um and go on dates and whatever. And I'm just like, man, remember that there was a there was a club in the sort of early 2000s in the King's Cross, which is a very grubby area of Sydney called Candies. And when you went there, funnily enough, Candies, when you went there, you walked down, it was almost like the bar in Mean Street. You walked down into like this underground place that, and the floors were sticky and you paid a cover charge and it had wall-to-wall speakers and played such loud music. And I'm almost 100% sure that a younger Blake With an open, sweaty denim shirt may have bitten my now wife's ass on the dance floor. That's how loosey goosey that (laughs) place used to get. And it just as soon as I saw that, I was like, man, I miss it. You know, I miss, I miss that. That was so fun. That was a really dude. I
4: fucking love thinking of you just open denim shirts, sweating. Yeah, just
1: like feeling that music. I was feeling it. I was feeling it back then. Oh, good memories. Yeah. Thanks, Keanu and Charlize for bringing that to us. That was great. Great touch. Yeah. I
3: think that, like, for the other actors in this, like, I mean, they're, there's, they just all they, I mean, this is really a side note, but like, and I'm just kind of infatuated with the fact that, um, not infatuated, but it's just like, the fact that Jeffrey Jones is in this, who is like an actual, like, monster, like, yes, he worked at the monsters law firm. Yes, like, that was crazy. Um, America's that? dad, Who's America,
1: th- Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Jones, Bazin
3: uh yeah he played oh Berzin. yeah oh. yeah but he that's I what think... i said the creepy yeah 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 he was you know i think he was arrested for uh like sexual exploitation or something of children yeah, yeah. he's just like a total bad guy and he you know always kind of got those roles and then he you know that this was what
1: 2007 this comes out or no not not no, no, 97 yeah he's next yeah. massive role you know he was um he was, you know, famously Ferris Bueller, Rooney, Rooney. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, like he was Rooney. And then his next big role was Deadwood where he right. was in, Dead, in Deadwood for a long time.
3: I, he, he Beetlejuice. Just,
1: yeah. He just,
3: he's in Beetlejuice. He's in Who's Harry Crumb with my dad. Um, yeah. But yeah, I have to say though, the, the Craig T. Nelson oh. storyline is just so good because again, like it that was where the movie then grounded itself again, where he just is this total fucking monster. Yes. you know, But
4: yeah. he, he's exactly the guy that wants to be Milton. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, like exactly. Trump, that guy, I mean, he's that's Trump. Trump. That's why they showed he's him Trump. in Trump's yeah. apartment. It's interesting that you say that. Cause also another thing, another interesting little tidbit is that um, Keanu took less salary so that they could afford Pacino in this.
1: Oh, I, didn't... I mean, that,
4: that's a rumor I've heard. Blake, can you,
1: yeah, it's it's it seems pretty interesting because it's like um, l- a lot of people have actually validated that he did take a lower salary. And the other tidbit on that is that Pacino heard about it later and donated a whole bunch of his salary to charity because he didn't know about like, because Pacino's asking price in the 90s is big. And yeah. Keanu at that time is, you know, he hasn't been Neo yet, um, but he has been Johnny Utah. And he has been Bill from um, um uh, he has been Ted Theodore Logan, you know, like so. He he's still he's a big big guy, but yeah, it's um, um, it's that it's 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 that whole thing. But yeah, great, it, it really cool if that's that's true. Yeah,
4: another reason why he's the best. Um, sorry, Chris, I totally interrupted you. Jeffrey Jones, yes, interesting. Oh, weird. There was
3: a, no, yeah, the, I mean, I anytime that dude pops up in a rewatch, I'm kind of always thinking about um it's hard well it's hard but i i think about the parts that that person got and and then what's you know in the actual actor what's in the actual person um it's nothing more than that to be honest with you um but he's uh he's a creepy dude um but i think like this film has a very good you know (laughs) Bouquet of creepy people, and I think that, like, um, all of them do an incredible job. You know, the uh, Lehman Heath, that character who played Ruben Santiago Hudson, he was Mm. the uh,
1: assistant, he does a great job of kind of like leading you into this world. Um, and the, the actor, I'm probably gonna butcher his name, but it's Vito Reginis like one mm-hmm. of the great creepy faces like you know if you look at, if you look at his imdb you know people say like he's in moneyball he's in broken arrow he's in the fast and the furious he's in casualties of war he's got such an incredible um array of great character actor performances for like decades like there's so right. many cool like character actors that pop up here and that's a that's a hack i think i feel like that's a hackford um that's you know part of hackford's great talent as a director because like yeah, you know, he later does things like Ray, but like I think the 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 peak Hackford time he does um I'm um, you know Oh Weaver. Yeah, let's go. God, ahead.
4: what an interesting it's just like a bullet point of like the vast tendrils of the Milton, you know, uh business evil of like yes, money laundering and there is arms sales and
3: there, also, just one thing, too, in regards to the writing of this, like I found some of the names kind of interesting, like uh, Gettys, you know, Giddys, Chinatown. There's some Chinatown themes kind of going on in this movie. Um, and then also just within the like, I, what is it like De- Dante and Milton? You have Dante's Inferno and then you have Milton. That's Paradise Lost. These are all movies that deal with the devil or books that deal with the devil and whatnot um i just i found some of like the names of some of the characters interesting because like there was just i i mean right out the gate with giddy's i was kind of going like oh this is chinatown in a sense and you're dealing with you know
1: don't you start te- and- we can't we're staying firmly in the 90s on this show but you're just teasing me just enough chris candy to go do we need to do two jakes do we need to do two jakes on this oh. show <laughs> now that is too much movie right that oh, is God. a movie I mean, I Madeline Stowe alone needs a whole segment on that show, you know?
4: Dude, Matt, we should just, next season should just be <laughs> Madeline Stowe movie. Oh, yes. I mean? yes. Just, I love, she, to me, she is, dude, God, she's.
1: The two Jake's. She, yeah. All right. Um, all right. Let's take another quick break and then we're going to come back and uh, do a couple of our quotes, but I want these lads to come in and do a scene. I, I think maybe you guys just need to do. I think maybe you need to do tag team Pacino. Let's take a break and you guys might just have to tag team like Love chunks it. of dialogue in the next one. Um, I can't wait to hear. All right, guys, we're back. Chris Candy, Rob Belushi. <laughs> Usually we get them to do different uh characters in a scene, but if we're on this 18th of January, 1997 revision of the devil's advocate script, um, it almost feels like a buffet of some of the greatest and coolest lines ever. So I think that maybe it just might be more fun. If you guys just give us a bit of, you know, rather than dueling banjos, uh, let's go dueling Pacinos. Let's like, you guys just pick your favorite lines and just give us a, give us a treat and just go, Go absolutely nuts. If you need me to lead in as Kevin, either of you, I'm happy to read a line. You guys just tell me where you need me, Bed. I I just I just want to see you guys cook. That's why you watch this movie. It's just to watch Pacino cook, and I'm just here to see you guys cook.
3: I think, uh, what if we did it this way? I, I've got an idea here. Why don't we do the first couple of pages that, like, Rob, if you want to be Milton on, on the first page, and I'll
1: be Kevin, and then we swap the next oh, page. Oh, exciting. Let's okay. see All right, let's do it.
4: Okay. There's some juicy cut from the film, but still in the script action in here too, which Mm. we should keep in.
1: Yeah, let's keep it in.
4: Uh, You're right about one thing I have been watching. Couldn't help myself. Watching, waiting, holding my breath. But I'm no puppeteer, Kevin. I don't make things happen. Doesn't work like that. Free will. It's like butterfly wings. One touch and it never gets off the ground. I only set the stage. You pull your own strings.
0: What'd you do to Marianne? <gasps> a gun? In here? what did you do to my wife? On
4: a scale of one to ten, ten being the most depraved acts of sexual theater, one being an average Friday night run-through at the Lomax house, I'd say a seven.
0: <laughs> Oh, got ha, me! Ha, ha, got me! Damn! That's my boy! Step on up! Step in.
4: Stay angry! Keep hold to that fury! Hang on tight, Kevin, because it's the final fig leaf!
0: Who are you? Never lost a case? Why? Why? Because you're so fucking good? Yes, but why?
4: Because you're my father.
0: Well, I'm a little more than that. Awful hot in that courtroom, wasn't it? What's the game plan, Kevin? It was a nice run, Kevin. I mean, it had to close out someday. Who are you? I've had so many names. Satan. Call me Dad.
4: Marianne, Barzoon, Weaver.
0: Come on. You're not listening, blaming me for Marianne. <laughs> I hope you're kidding. You could have saved her anytime you liked. Julie wanted love, but you knew wouldn't really work out, didn't you, Marianne in New York? Face it, you're starting to look to better deal with her name the minute you got here. That's a lie! Hey, it's not that you didn't care for her. It's just you weren't there. You were a little bit more involved with someone else. Yourself! What the hell do you know about it? Uh
4: biochemically no different than eating large quantities of chocolate. Don't be such a fucking chump. There's only one real sickness in all of creation. That is self-delusion. I told you to take care of your wife that the world would understand. And you made a choice. You know what scares me, John? I leave the case. She gets better. And I hate her for it. Remember? You set me up. It's entrapment. Who told you to pull out the stops for Mr. Gettys? And Moyes, the direction you took? Steak handlers, popes, and swamis all feeding at the same trough. Whose ideas were those? And then Cullen, knowing he's guilty, seeing those pictures, putting that lying
0: bitch on the stand.
4: What did I say, Kevin? Maybe it was time to lose, right? You didn't think so. That's my job. That's what I do. Exactly! Vanity is definitely my favorite sin. Self-love. It's so basic. What a drug. Cheap, all natural, and right at your fingertips. Pride. That's where you're strongest. And believe me, I understand. Work for someone else? Hey, I
0: couldn't hack it.
4: But Oh, it's better to reign in hell than serving in heaven. But in the movie, Kevin says that.
1: Yes.
0: What do you want from me? What do I want? I want you to be yourself. I've had many children, Kevin. So many disappointments, erotic, (laughs) indecisive wannabes, over-eager ham-handed butchers, strung out cryptic losers. And then there's you, your mother. I tell you, she outstripped my wildest fancies. That church she dragged you to every day. What training? What a challenge. It's awesome that you've done. How far you've come, both of you. You and your sister. Half-sister, to be exact.
1: Surprise. Surprise. Surprise! (laughs)
0: Surprise. (laughs) What do you think, Kevin? (laughs) What a scene, huh?
1: (laughs) Don't let him scare you.
0: Wait till you meet her mother. Wait till you meet
4: her mother. It's a test, isn't it? The whole game, you sitting
0: there keeping score. No, there's the other guy. I don't judge anybody. As far as I'm concerned, everyone's a winner. God's your prankster, my boy. Think of it. He gives man instincts.
4: He gives you this extraordinary gift. And then I swear to you, for his own amusement, his own private Cosmic gag reel he sets the rules in opposition. It's the goof of all time. Look but don't
0: touch. Touch, but don't taste. Taste, but don't swallow. And while you're jumping from one foot to the other, he's laughing his sick fucking ass off. He's a tight ass. He's a sadist.
4: He's an absentee landlord. Worship that?
0: Never. I'm here on the ground, my nose in it, since the whole damn thing began. Why?
4: Because I worship man himself, and it's my time
0: now, our time. Anybody want a drink? I'm having a drink. This is some pitch. You must need me pretty bad. What do you want?
4: Eddie was right. Your name is on the partnership charter. I want you to take over the firm, you and your sister. She's
0: ovulating right now. What your vanity is justified, <laughs> heaven. You're the seed of the new future. You're settled, sit at the head of all tables. You hold a special place in the history of all things. You want a child, I want a family.
4: The Antichrist, whatever. Wait, that was like English.
0: <laughs> the Antichrist, <laughs> whatever.
4: But I have to volunteer.
0: Free will—it's a bitch. I need a family. <laughs> I command an ever-lot of presence on the board. I'm busy. I need some help. There's a plan. I've been conserving my energy. Synergy prioritized. It's the millennium, Kevin. Battle fight round twenty. I'm ready to work. So, what are you offering? Are we negotiating? Always. Yes! What are you offering? Everything, anything, all of it! What am I offering? I'm off.
4: how about bliss? Instant bliss, bliss on tap, that first line of cocaine, that walk into a strange girl's bedroom. The jury coming back in 38 minutes, freedom,
0: revolution, viva la causa! She had her in old Monterey. <laughs> she had him. <laughs> You're right, aren't you? About me, I mean, I made all the choices, didn't I? Geddes, Cullen, Marianne, I did kill her, didn't
4: I? Don't be too hard on yourself.
0: It's done. Forget it. It's all for us now. God,
4: she's just fucking stunning, isn't she? You're right. I wanted to fuck her from the minute we met. This is not in the movie. (laughs)
0: Like that's wrong? Like there's anything wrong with that? (laughs) That there could be laws preventing something so natural? That's our ticket in! (laughs) Did you know there were more students in law school right now than lawyers walking the earth? We're coming out guns blazing! <laughs> Two of you, all of us, acquittal after acquittal until the stench of it reaches so high <laughs> it's heaven, it chokes the whole fucking lot of them. We cannot legislate, we will buy. What we cannot buy we will degrade. We will blow every fuse and enlightenment until it looks like a vandalized the outside. And while God is busy and he's sitting, had his people, and he designs us with his disapproval as he lumbers around in his empty kingdom like some overlord colonial governor as God sleeps late, we will win. We've got winners here.
4: Kids. In the Bible, you lose. You're destined to lose, Dad.
0: Consider the source.
1: Stop talking, both of you. Kevin, please.
0: Kevin, Kevin, really,
1: really, please.
4: She's right, my son. It's time to step up and take what's yours.
3: I hate that you're going to get this last (laughs) night. You're right. It is time. Do it together.
1: Do it together. No! No! (laughs) And the demons, that there's no way topping that that's done guys this has been too much movie our most outstanding scene yet the the fun of just watching you to even read this script and have a ball with it absolutely sensational <coughs> hire these men for god's sake they can do it all Chris Candy, Rob Belushi, thank you so much, both of you, gentlemen. Is there any uh, any last minute plugs um, uh, that you want to do before we jump out of this uh, this this absolute lunacy that we've created for ourselves? I'll,
4: I'll plug the Pod Thomas Anderson. Um, what I've been listening to Pod Thomas Anderson, a Blake joint um, with Ethan Warren as the host. And it's it's great and it's it's short. They're short. I don't know how they make short episodes about such huge movies, but uh, it's a great podcast. It's coming out weekly. The first three are out, I believe, which is Hard Eight or Slash. Sydney. Um, Sydney. Boogie Nights and Magnolia, and I've enjoyed them all.
1: Oh, man. Thank you. That's lovely. Chris Candy.
4: <clears throat> I like gases. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: the, the
0: side of an ass. <laughs>
1: When I think of ass kill a woman's
4: ass. When I think of a woman's
1: ass. ass. Something takes hold of me. You
0: (laughs) something comes out of me. I want to plug asses. (laughs) And my- Your head! There's
3: no way up! (laughs) Thank you guys so much. That was fun. (laughs) I have nothing to plug. Uh,
1: (laughs) WGA strong, baby. W G A strong. Solidarity. Hey. Solidarity! Solidarity!
0: If it got here, a truck, truck brought it! Right.
2: <laughs> yeah! My heart How it longs
1: for that sweetheart
0: THAT I left